we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a blessed week. I know that I am. Thank you so much for joining me once again here uh, on your weekly hobby update as we, we delve into all things uh, sports card related and collectible related. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, King Carl Sports Art. Thanks for uh, hopping on board there. If you're looking for a great sports art commission, go ahead and check them out at kingcarlsportsart.com. And of course, Kyle over at Badger Breaks. My goodness, he's pulling some heat. He's pulled two Tom Brady autographs in a matter of, uh, I think, four or five days. So uh, that's awesome. He's also he's also pulled some nice Baker Mayfields for you guys and uh, an Aaron Rodgers last night, I do believe, as well. So uh, if you're not breaking with Badger Breaks, I don't know why you're not. Go check them out at badgerbreaks.com. Go ahead and hop in on one of those amazing um, – amazing well i hope to be amazing uh products uh plates plates and patches is out right now he's heavy on that so check that out and uh have fun let us know what you get man and i've posted some some hits of his on twitter for you guys to see the kind of heat that's coming out of that room so i hope you are enjoying it and uh again if you if you do uh, go check them out tell them fat pack sent you i know that we're gonna have a promo code for you guys pretty soon for to get a, a little discount on 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 a break. All right. I know something's going on with my volume here. I'm sorry about that. Uh, excuse me as I adjust it. I'm not sure quite what's happening, but we'll get it. We'll get it straightened out. I think we're good there. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's just move right on to new products and new pricing. Man, uh, two new products are priced for you uh, that you can find in your online price guide. Remember, if you're looking for the latest pricing, uh, First, don't don't wait for those magazines. Go go check out the online price guide. Uh, it's it's kept up to date, and it's more fluid than the magazine. Because by the time the magazine comes out, it's it's a little dated. So, uh, we we know that, but that's why we have the online price guide option for you there. We also have organized and, and some other tools to help you collect and uh, get your get your collection all in order. So, uh, check out the online price guide, um, and uh, especially if you are you looking for those updates quickly uh it takes it takes a, a cycle so a 24-hour period for us to get something priced and for it to to uh, uh, appear on the website when where you could be waiting a couple a month or so for for products in the magazine all right uh so new new products priced we have uh 2018-19 sp game used i'm working on uh just a one or two more sets in that but it's it's done for the most part that base set is tough because it's everything's numbered to the player's jersey number only two complete sets are going to be able to be made but um i will get that com- completely complete done done for uh for you guys uh in the magazine but for the most part every set is priced in the online price guide right now and 2019 upper deck marvel deadpool that is priced as well had those great uh sports balls insert set in that i hope that you guys enjoyed those because i know that i did that those two products are priced for you in the uh, online price guide now, as far as new releases go, we have uh, some some big ones this week, and uh, the least of which is 2018-19 Upper Deck Series Two. Um, the this is a this is going to be a lot of fun uh, for you guys for you completists out there who want to go ahead and put the whole set together. Look for that new crop of young guns as well. Uh, that's out. 2018 Leaf Flash Baseball Hobby that is coming to you tomorrow. 2018-19 Panini Revolution Chinese New Year Basketball. That is coming to you tomorrow. Uh, Plates and Patches, as I mentioned earlier, is out as well. And then, of course, 2019 Tops WWE Transcendent uh, is out as well. I have thoughts on that. 
I'm not excited about it. I think it's way overpriced. I think that for a product that's $13,000, it you should have some better belt relics in it. Um, I think or I think Randy Orton was probably the biggest name out of that. And you you probably should have had like a, a smoking skull and a, and a Brahma bull and a spinner or something like that. Instead, you, you give us a bunch of bunch of you know mid card guys that I don't. It just doesn't excite me as a as a wrestling fan. And then uh, I think also for that price at thirteen thousand dollars, it's a little ridiculous. The, the checklist um, outside of Vince Vince McMahon, there's no money on the on the regular autograph checklist that you can't find in other products elsewhere. So that doesn't excite me. Uh, and for my money, I would have loved to have all four of the McMahons on a, on, a, on a card, even if it was just one that shot at one card with, with Linda, Vince, Shane, and Stephanie on it. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it just doesn't do it for me. I, for, <laughs> for my money, I'm buying Leaf, w, uh, Leaf Wrestling Originals and being happy with what I get out of there. It's $13,000 is steep. I think for $13,000, you better be getting a ticket to WrestleMania in the first five, six rows, maybe 10 rows and, and, you know, enjoying, enjoying the, 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 the event from, from that point of view, it's really expensive and I just don't get it. Breakers who are, well, we all, we all know Chris from top shelf breaks and he's, he's great, but he's having, you know, he was already having to give discounts on it and, you know, with, through, through Sparty and, um, he was running mini minis for spots. I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's. I think it's way overpriced. I'm sure it's nice and it's it's good looking and everything, but thirteen thousand dollars is probably about seven thousand dollars too much, and I'm probably being generous right there as well. It's ridiculous from my point of view. However, uh, I know that there are guys out there who are going to break it. So good luck to you. I hope that you pull something nice and you enjoy WrestleMania and, and enjoy the hotel fees in New York and and all that great stuff. Good luck. Have fun with it. Also wanted to mention here. Go back to Upper Deck Series Two hockey. Um, it it did drop yesterday. It's it's out on streets already. Uh, got some nice uh, hits already up on social media for you guys to see uh, out around, out and around. If you're following on Twitter and uh, all that all that new newness of, of Series Two is is out there for you to just kind of taste it like that, you know. But uh, we got some Easter eggs for you to be following. Uh, Mr. Cracknell has done a great job of uh, going ahead and putting a putting a list together for things for you to be looking for some Easter eggs in Series Two. And shout out to people who like break stories and go ahead and give credit to their sources or at least say sources. You know, uh, it's it's a shame when I hear other shows in, in around you know <laughs> around news that they break stories and then they or they uh, allegedly break stories and they don't give source credit. That's really really weird to hear like political stories and you're like, you know, you didn't, you didn't break that. That was, that was elsewhere. Or like on a sports podcast where guys will just say, you know, yesterday with the trade to Denver, you know, I broke, no, you didn't. Adam Sheffer broke that. So I don't know what's up with that. That's kind of crazy. So just shout out to people who give credit where credit is due. Even if you're just saying sources, that's really the important part. But uh, right here, Keeping tabs on all the unannounced 2018-19 Upper Deck Series 2 Hockey Easter Eggs uh, by Ryan Cracknell. So we have the triple exposure variations that were in Series 1, but they're here in Series 2 as well. Um, just a couple of them listed so far. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly for the St. Louis Blues and Austin Matthews for the Maple Leafs. But I'm sure there will be more of those to come. Fanimation is back again in this uh, in this series as well. 
And let me see. Fanimation checklist got one, two, three, four so far. Nate McKinnon, uh, Heischer, Price, and Thornton. Young Gun, Young Guns Retro Acetate. I'm sure these are going to be huge, and it's going to be pricing. Those are going to be a pain in the butt. Dustin Bufflin, uh, Anze Kopitar, Taylor Hall, and Ben Bishop all have all been found. Again, if you're if you're finding these, uh, go ahead and let Cracknell know at Trader Cracks on Twitter. Day with a Cup Flashbacks. Uh, what are, this is a nice looking set right here. Um, it's well, that one's clouded me. So these only clouded me has been found so far according to this. But I'm sure there's there's I'm sure there's more out there for you to be finding. These are just great. I love these classic photos of the of guys bringing home the cup for the first time, um, or not always the first time, but in this case I believe it was 30th anniversary diamond relics. Now these were the big surprise. These are with 2019 marking 30 years in business for Upper Deck collectors can look forward to several different celebrations. One of the first are some surprise 30th anniversary diamond relics in 2019 Upper Deck Series 2 packs. The relics come in the form of gems embedded into the cards. Each has 30 copies. So they're numbered to 30 with with true diamonds in them. Uh, Dolan, Rasmus Dolan was the first one pulled that that we have on, on on the website for you. But I'm sure that there are more as well. So go ahead and be paying attention to those. Again, if you find anything new, go ahead and send it over to Ryan Cracknell at Trader Cracks at uh, or on twitter and he will uh, get them listed on and updated on this checklist here for everyone to share and see all right um let's move along to our interviews got two of them this week got steve grad who was in office with me uh he was here for the beckett open house had him sit down for just a little bit we were talking autographs kind of what's new on the market and autograph and chasers uh some Mahershala Ali talk at the end. I love Mahershala Ali right now in just about anything that he's in. I'm, I'm really enjoying True Detective. So uh, you're going to hear me say I love Mahershala Ali. And I do love Mahershala Ali. I think he's awesome. So uh, we talk about Mahershala. We talk about Amber Heard. We talk about uh, just Star Wars in general, uh, kind of fakes what to be watching for out there. And uh S. Steve is Steve is in the house all the time. We have well, not all the time, but every time we have a we have a fun fun conversation. So Steve, and then we have my, my man Kevin Hayshi, who is a Sam. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Griffin. He's a Sam Reinhardt collector, uh, but he's uh, gotten into Gordy Howe, and he's uh, now on on Twitter as the the well, I'm, see, I'm the, the Gordy Howe collector. Let me let me make sure I get that right. I want to make sure that I have it right for you guys. Uh, well, actually, I'll get it to you at the end of the show. So he's uh, he's collecting Gordy Howe now. He's only got he's only got nine uh, nine Gordy Howes, but he went he went from Sam Reinhart right off the deep end. He's our super super collector of the month. So he's got the Sam Reinhart collection and right off the deep end to the like the biggest fish that you can that you can go after in Gordy Howe. Uh, I will say this that during our conversation yesterday, the audio glitched, which is something I was having issues with earlier. And he in the lead up to the presentation of the Gordy Howe collection, it, it glitched and it skipped about two and a half, three minutes of the actual conversation. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. I couldn't fix it. I tried to, but I couldn't. So uh, you're, you're going to hear like a little duh, 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 and then it's going to be, he's going to be talking about Gordy Howe. It's, I can't, I can't correct it at this point, but just know that he, he's transitioning from his Sam Reinhardt collection to his Gordy Howe collection. And then uh, we'll come back on the other end with a little bit of Beckett Whatevs. Got uh, 
got our NBA 30 for 30 teams I want to uh, run down for you. Uh, and then we have the story of that huge Michael Jordan card that was up and got bid up to around $500,000, maybe 600000 and then immediately taken back down because uh, of unconfirmed or unvetted bidders, maybe some shield bidding. I don't know. Probably. But um, it's back up now. We'll, we'll, we're going to be keeping track of that. It ends on Wednesday of next week. So uh, we'll, we'll keep track of it for you and see what happens. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And then um, I have a a tiger story for you. We're going to go back to the animal kingdom this week because this tiger story is insane. I, I just don't get it. And uh, I can't wait to share it with you. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. A quick reminder that this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks. Find them on Facebook by searching for Badger Breaks or just check out their website, badgerbreaks.com to get involved in some of the best breaks in the hobby. And if you can hear that music in the background, that means Darth Gradius is here. What's what's up, man? Well, I, I go by Darth Sidious lately. So. I, I almost said Darth Sidious. Really? I almost did it. I, I actually I, like what you said better. Darth Gradius? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I dig that. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's what we called you every time you've been on the show. You are so. nice, dude. Hey, I had a few questions for you before we even start anything. Okay, what's up? First of all, it's good to see you. It's nice to see Your you. Your health is doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. Okay. I'm, I'm doing, uh, my blood sugar's a little high, but I'm on medication to get okay, that down. Okay, so. Uh, that's good, uh, I, but I'm not as close to death as I was back around Christmas. Thank so. God. Okay. Yeah. Second question. Okay. Is everyone required to wear Beckett Media shirts or Beckett shirts around here? Because I see almost everyone wearing them. I I just, you know, I you don't can't. wear, yeah. So, I do them on TV, you know, that's good enough. <laughs> so yesterday I was wearing a T-shirt just yeah. like you. And then today we had some videos. We had well, this record. isn't really a T-shirt. This is a... Well, it's a collared shirt. This is a, this is diesel. It's a diesel uh, shirt with a zipper as well, so... A diesel shirt with a zip. Yeah. You hear that? I hear that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So uh, we had videos to shoot today, so hence uh, the collar shirt. So you had to look good. Yeah. You know, I can't slob it around the office when we have videos. Of course. And then if, you know, if people would see you on that video slumming down, you need to look the part. Okay, I respect yeah, that. That's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm actually, what I'm, I'm trying to be you. That's what it oh is. Oh, my God. Please don't. I mean, how many episodes? 150-something so now? About 150-something, yeah. yeah. By, by the way, I, I'll say a great, and people ask me, it's a great honor six years that I've had a chance to do that. And I feel very blessed and lucky, truthfully, mm -hmm. all honesty. I, I'm thankful every day for Kara who called me originally to do the show a long time ago. And the chance I've had to work with my friend, Rick Harrison, who's become one of my best friends and um, very close friends with him. And I just, it's a, it's funny as watching uh, an episode, you know, it's a funny thing. So history channel, it sent me, like, here's your air dates, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we know you're going to be on these episodes, and one was last night. But the one last night had aired the week before, I guess, and I didn't even realize that oh, it was wow. a, a an artist, a Whistler painting that turned out to be no good. Um, but it was it's just good to see. You know, it's, it's interesting to see it because I think of what was running through my mind that day when mm -hmm. I was looking at that. And the segment was longer because we switched it to an hour now. Or not we, but the show got switched to an hour. But, sure. but, you know, no, I feel very blessed to be part of that. And I'm glad to represent Beckett Authentication. And I think the company as a whole is very proud to have their name. You know, we're on History Channel. So right. that's awesome. That is really awesome. Now, I want to ask you a question about you just said it turned out to not be real. I've seen you had to t have to tell people that it's not real before in real life, not yeah. on television. What's going through your mind in that moment? Like, I mean, is it a, like, are you trying not to offend the person or what? what Here's what's weird is that I, you never want, 
it's kind of strange that I don't want people to be bummed out with their autographs, you know? Sure. You know, you've seen it. I've been part of it so many times in my life where I'm like, hey, man, I'm really sorry, but this is not real. But let me flip it on the other side, okay? Last June, and the guy knew it was real, but he was so happy. He brings in this print signed by uh, the Space Jam. They filmed wow. the Space Jam movie, and this, uh, this, this photographer came in, and, and they only did like 15 of these prints and you know with jordan and all the guys in it and sean bradley was in that i think right yeah, yeah. yeah. so but it was signed by all of them and uh, barclay i think maybe or something but it was really neat the guy was so happy you know i like to reflect on those moments where someone's so pleased and so happy and unfortunately yeah hey guess what you know sometimes people have bad stuff you know uh, Mickey Mantle is a great example. Mm-hmm. I hear the story all the time. Well, my dad handed it right down to the guy, and he took it in the clubhouse and had them all sign it. Turns out the clubhouse guy grabbed the ball and signed it for everybody. Sure. You know, you don't like to see that. The ones, there's always this in-between, too. It's kind of like we have heaven and hell, and then we have the in-between. It kind of reminds me of that because the people are always in strict denial of the facts, even though I said, well, did you see it get signed? Well, no, my dad did. Okay, but he gave it to someone to get signed. Well, he did, but he knows he got it signed. Well, how does he know that? Yeah. I said, here's all real Babe Ru- or Mickey Mantles, but then you have this clubhouse. It doesn't look like a signature. So how did that happen? Well, I know it's good. Okay, sir. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, you brought it to us for a reason. It didn't work out. I'm sorry to hear that, and best of luck to you. If you sell it, you're going to probably be told the same thing again. Yeah, so it's... Sorry about sorry yeah. about your luck kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. So yeah. uh, let me ask you this: as we're talking, you brought up a couple of baseball names. Uh, Frank Robinson just passed away. Yeah. Was there, with that happens? Do you notice an influx on the secondary market immediately of of autographs? Unfortunately, with Frank, I'll be honest with you, he signed so much. Okay. And most of his signing happened obviously post career. Correct. He, I will tell you this, and I'm not trying to uh, desecrate someone that just passed away. He's not a nice guy. Okay. Never a nice guy. I see people post photos. As a matter of fact, there was a, a chaser that someone showed me, and on his Facebook page, he's like, I'm not sure where all the praise is coming from Frank Robinson. He said, I met him one time or many times. He wasn't that nice. I met him many times, and people say, well, you were asking for his autograph. I had even quit doing that because I knew, as a chaser, you knew like Frank Robinson wasn't going to do it. Sure. He just wasn't that nice of a guy, but you know, as the years go by, these guys need some kind of living as well, and obviously he had money and a pension, but he didn't make a lot when he played comparative to now. Yeah. So he was signing autographs, and he, truthfully, I'll be straight up, he signed a lot. Mm-hmm. His autograph on a card, I, I still wouldn't put it at more than like 40 bucks. Sure. You know, if that, a baseball, maybe $75 if it's signed nice. Problem is, later in life, if you go look he would hug the bottom of the sweet spot mm. so he'd hit those laces all the time at least the last 10 years or so because i think and and, and i've signed a lot of baseballs that movement and they get used to it after a while it's still hard sure. but the older you get it's harder for for older people to sign that baseball perfect and he couldn't sweet spot it perfect so he'd get down on the sweet spot i don't think his value is ever going to be that much and yeah you know it's when someone does die, like Roy Halladay is a good example, we started seeing an upkick. Um, even recent people that passed away will get that stuff in. But in his case, I wouldn't expect much. You know, maybe there'll be the 10 or 15 people that say, oh, I better get those authenticated. They're nice to have authenticated. You know, there's no problem with that, but don't expect to put your kids through college. Sure. You know, of course. Um, speaking of uh, baseball players still, Bo Jackson. I saw Bo Jackson was recently at the Chicago Sports Fanatic Show or whatever that was. It was late last year. Yeah, and um, he's he's one of my favorite all times, right? And, and I guess Sorry. I understand. So uh, 
But as a White Sox fan, you didn't like him in the White Sox. I, I love. I, here's the thing. I'll tell you this much. I loved Bo Jackson with the Royals. He was. N- he would talk about not nice people. Mm-hmm. He's still not a nice person. Sure. But man, when he played for the White Sox, I was there on opening day, 1993. Neil Heaton, Bo Jackson, opposite field home run. He hit a home run in 93 when they clinched for the playoffs. I was there too. Mm-hmm. As a White Sox player, I loved him. I got you. But as a person meeting him, I, I could come up with just one word. He was vile. Really? Yeah. And, and to ask him for his autograph or anything, and he's still standoffish. And you know what? I think one of his issues too, he's not much of a, he doesn't seem to be much of a people person, mm-hmm. but he doesn't like his photo taken with people. He's just kind of not not a great guy. What's funny, a few years ago, I'm at a White Sox game, some diehard Sox fan, and there's Bo Jackson like doing, coming out of the field during like the fifth inning to do like a trivia thing, and he's hamming it up with the crowd. I'm like, what Bo Jackson doing this for? He's just not a nice guy. So I'm so, sorry. You know, you know and I, and I, what I wanted to ask you actually was like, there was a list of stuff that he just would not sign. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what's up with this? But. It, He's been that way a long time. And also inscriptions, too. Yeah. And he's gotten really tight on the inscriptions. I think he'll put Heisman, was it 85 or 90, Mm -hmm. whatever year he won the Heisman. He'll do the Heisman thing, and he might do a few other things, but that's about it. He's just not... He's not a nice guy, you know. And but the thing is, he's still popular right now. Sure. And I see him in a. He's in a commercial. I see all the time. I yeah, he's I'll see yeah. it every night on TV. He had a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah, I see him all the time. So his popularity's there. I think he owns a restaurant outside Chicago. He's still within the White Sox organization, um, but he's just he's not a nice guy. Have you met him before? I you know I did meet him in two thousand and two at Fort Lee, Virginia. He had those bow. I, they were like bow nutrition bars or something yeah. like that. And he was there for that. And he, that was a different situation. I was a soldier in training. So he, I think he was nice to us because we were yeah. soldiers in training. I saw him nice one time ever. Really? Uh, back in about, uh, I have to go in the way back machine. I think about 90, I want to say it was like 91, two, three range. Uh, I believe it was John Hirschbeck. He had a son diagnosed with, and I think the son passed away, but it was an umpire. I'm not, I think it was Hirschbeck though, but they had a benefit in Chicago. So they brought in Ripken and Schilling and all these top players and Bo Jackson and Paul Molitor and Yount and all stellar players. And they did a show, one day show at the Hilton, I think at the Hilton downtown Chicago. And they, they were cheap, you know, 30, 40 bucks. But then afterwards they had a banquet at night and I went to the banquet and Bo was very nice there. And he signed two or three things for me. I'll contrast that. The first time I ever met Bo was 1988. So with the Royals, spring training. I was in Bradenton, Florida. Royals were playing the Pirates. He got off the bus, side of the street. They pull up to go in to get ready for the game. I was the only person there, asked Bo to sign. He said, if you do not get away from me, I'm going to put my elbow through your teeth. Now, I was 17 years old. Wow. So I just don't like the guy. Sorry. Okay. I understand. But I respect him. Yeah. And I loved him with the White Sox. He was good. <laughs> he was good. So where have you been lately, man? You're a globetrotter, so where have uh, you been? Where haven't I been? I, I don't even know how to answer that right now. <laughs> um, uh, this month, um, uh, actually this year, I'm about 17,000 miles in flying. Holy um, It seems like I go everywhere. Um, uh, I think I've been to Chicago and East Coast and Seattle and Vegas, and we have so much stuff coming up that's exciting. Actually, I, do you mind if yeah, I please. talk a little bit yeah, about please, please go so ahead. I I think the the thing is, is like we're making sure to get everywhere. So we have the open house today, which is wrapping up, but it's been really great. Sure. A lot of people in here today. Um, This Saturday, I'm in Anaheim at the OC Dugout. Um, My friend Brian hosts that at his store. 
We always get a great response for that. And obviously, if you look on our Facebook page, Beckett Authentication, or our webpage, Beckett Authentication, you could see the events we're doing. Um, we are also, the stuff that I'm at least doing and attending, uh, I, you know, I attend, I try to get out there and attend as much stuff as I can. You know what I mean? I want to get to as many shows as I can. Of course. I think the big thing for me is is the London trips I've been taking. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, I think we've talked about it. And I'm going to be out there the second and third and then the ninth and tenth. So I'm staying basically to do two shows. Oh, wow. So we're partnered with Showmasters who does a lot of shows and they're coming to America now to do more shows too. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're doing two shows, London Film and Comic-Con Spring, which is in London. Mm -hmm. And then the following weekend, which I think is March 9th, 10th, we're doing um, their Cardiff show, which is kind of like off to the west coast of of England. So I'm very happy to be doing those shows. Um, I'm really excited though. And, And dude... Man, you go into these shows. We're the only authentication company. Yeah. So that the last time we spoke about this, been we spoke about this at the national. So it's been a long. Oh yeah, while. yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so what you were saying then was like the concept of authentication has really never been brought to that region. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So what's the reaction like when they see you set up there? Are they are they all rushing over to get authenticated? Or? Well, for, I'll tell you, we did the first show in June in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the truth, we had this huge table. So they put us in a booth. We have like a squared off booth in the middle where I'll work out of. Mm-hmm. And then we have a table set up around there. And people were using the tables for garbage more than they were using us for authentication, really. <laughs> we did okay. But it was a good first event to get out there. But then by July, in July, they did about 60,000 at the Olympia, which is in London. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great venue. It's older, but boy, it's really neat. Structured, very nice, different huge halls. And we were in the center of the whole damn show, and it was beautiful. And I did post some stuff on the Beckett Instagram. Um, it's still up there, actually, where you, you know you just get the full scope of it. You know, people pouring in there, mm-hmm. and and people were truly happy to see us. Here's the key: is getting that word to them. Sure, they want to use it. They just need to know about it. So I think by us repeatedly being there, oh, Beckett's at the show. Beckett's at the show. Beckett, I've got to start using Beckett. Sure. So I think that's what we're going to try and build. We're doing. Uh, we're doing shows in uh, two in March. We're doing June, July, and then October. So we're going to have full coverage this year. It, you know, and if people do live overseas, or you're going to be overseas. We're going to be in London, Cardiff, and Birmingham. So you could see us in any of those areas. So we'll be kind of north of London. We'll be in London, and then a little west of London. So everybody could get a chance. Plus, and this is something that. And I have to tell you, I never envisioned this happening, by the way. We have a guy there that does witness for us there. Mm-hmm. And he's also taking in submissions for us. If people can't make it to those shows, they could contact uh, our guy over there, Paul. And, you know, he takes in submissions. So if you have any questions about that, obviously you could hit up Beckett Authentication or authentication at Beckett, uh, I think Beckett.com. That's it. Yeah, authentication <laughs> at Beckett.com. It's a lot to remember. Yes, sir. They give us these crazy long emails. I never even use it anymore. So. I understand. They just, yeah. everybody just direct, direct messages. Yeah, right? but, I, but I will tell you, and I, I enjoy talking to you because it's funny to see, not funny, but it's interesting, the progress we make. Right. And, uh, you know, we're doing so well in so many areas. And the the Beckett brand is just so amazingly strong, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I go back to thinking about how it was when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 48. I knew Beckett when I was you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. You know, I knew when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that that sticks with people. You could meet complete strangers and they will ask you what you're doing. Beckett, wait, I know Beckett. That's a baseball card thing, the grading. They know that name. Right. So I think it's great to have that name behind us. We're growing the business exponentially. And you've seen it, the change here in the building. Sure. We're at the headquarters here. You've seen what kind of change has gone on. Right. Personally, firsthand. 
right. and you've seen it grown from from day one, really. Yeah. So I'm very excited about it, and it's been great. Thanks for your support too. Honestly, I'm I I couldn't be more happy being part of the team. So with that being said, I want to ask you this. Sure. And I know that sounds like we're just like kind of washing balls here, but that I'm not not what I'm getting to. You mean basketballs? Yeah, basketballs. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have clarify that. I've seen BAS grow from day one. Yeah, and it's great. Um, it's a brand that you you guys had to you you guys came over and gave it name brand immediately but it's a brand that you guys had to work to grow yeah and um now what are we we're working on year year well we're actually year three yeah Yeah, you're working on year three here how is is a stark difference now between what it was and what it is now yeah we were i was talking about today at lunch went to lunch with a friend of mine out here in dallas who's in the business and man there was a lot of struggles yeah you know i mean we had some doubt at first saying man what what are we doing here? But it's it's and this is this is gives you time for reflection in life. And I know you reflect a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And I I know it's important to reflect on things. I I think of where we started, where we're at now, and I think of how hard it is to make a team that you trust and build. Right. And it's taken time, so we've had to fine tune things. And we've brought in two sales guys that are really solid guys. We have a guy down in Florida who handles the East Coast. We have a guy in California who handles the West Coast and all that. So building that team. And I've seen it keep growing and growing in our profits and the stuff we're doing. It's very uh, makes me very happy because I left something that was very good, as you know. Right. You know? right. But I also felt the change is okay. Sure. We're okay at times. We could change in life. We could do different things if we're confident enough and if we built that foundation that you were talking about. Um, I'm glad to bring it here and do it. And I will tell you that there's just so much more to do, and I can't wait to keep doing it. That's why we're going to keep growing. I'll tell you two different verticals. Want to go to China for mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah, and then Sydney, Sydney, Australia oh, yeah. is huge. It's another place. The autograph market's huge. No authentication there, so we're looking to grow into those markets next and grow England more. I want to grow to Germany, so Europe is also on the plan. But I think I want to just do those things and get out there and spread the word. And people, here, the best reaction is when people come up to me from uh, Italy, in France, in Spain, and they know who Beckett is and they use us. Yeah. That's gratifying yeah. right there, dude, yeah. for sure. That means a lot, for I, real. Gratifying, no pun intended, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm using a D, am I, or a T? Yeah. We got it. Gratifying. It's a play on words. So back to back to London, England, and the region there. Are you seeing like a lot of actors and actresses over there that we yeah. that you wouldn't see here because uh, of- yeah we get a good mix of that you know because if you think about a lot of the shows we watch on TV mm-hmm. most of them are farmed out from you know Eng- most English actors you know um, sure. so we see a lot of that stuff we see a lot of stuff signed at the shows but then also we see a lot of stuff that people have been saving for years Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. Star Trek um, uh, soccer stuff uh, you know or football as they call it there rugby stuff it, boxing boxing is very popular and don't forget this Eric Really, to me, at least the birthplace of autographs or collecting started in the United Kingdom. It didn't start here. Sure. They've brought that, that, the, the collecting, the real collectors are there. They, they didn't start here. Obviously, it's evolved and changed here, but they're advanced. Okay. There's some great stuff there. I tell you what, man, the last show I did there in July, mm-hmm. a family of three, it was a mother, father, their son, and his girlfriend, they have been collecting for years. His dad did. They started bringing all their stuff to get done. They're going to come every show and bring us batches of stuff because they want it authenticated. That's awesome. And also it helps, truthfully. They see me on Pawn Stars. They've mm-hmm. seen the Beckett name. 
they want to have their stuff certified by the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking yeah. of having your stuff certified for the, by the best, yes, sir. I saw this post, and it's been a few months, so I might have to jog your memory here, but Uh-oh. it was some 1977 Topps cards that had been signed by... Uh, they were the Star Wars, the Star Wars talk. Yeah, cards. yeah, yeah. And you posted on on social media like flat out, this is fake. And yes. Th- and this guy had uh, a a authentication from the best authenticator in in Europe. Yeah, there was one, and and and, and God, man, I I'll tell you what, dude. Th- make a long story short, we were at London Film and Comic Con in July, and this guy had come to see us in June too, and had a lot of problems. But then mm-hmm. he came in July. And it was a stack. It was like a, and I'm showing you, but it was like a good stack, you know, 30, 40 cards. Sure. And it was all garbage. And it, and it, Harrison Ford, Peter Cushing, Alec Guinness, Christopher Reeve. I mean, it was like one after another tough cards and they were all bad. And you know, the great thing is, is that everybody knows that stuff. Guess what? It's me. Exactly. I have the largest Star Wars autograph collection. I have almost the entire 77, 80, and 83 top Star Wars signed complete. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Guinnesses, the Fours, the Cushing. I have them. Okay, I have in my collection. I have great stuff. My sets are beautiful. And I saw this stuff. And I mean, if it was really real, I would try to make a deal to buy this stuff. I would want it. I'd upgrade my stuff, but it was all garbage. So I wanted to point that out. I think it's important for people to notice. You know, maybe this guy says, well, it's just dueling authenticators. That's his opinion. And I've got my guy. No, he came to us first. He came to the best. Mm-hmm. And then he found something subpar and he had to get a letter on. And the guy said, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. He did the letters on him, ends up being sold. Enough people in the Star Wars community and collecting community were warned about those, I think. And I, I we did a good job. Sure. You know, with some other people I know. And I think we got the word out there. And we, we hopefully, I think at the end of the day, hopefully no one got those. You know, I, right, I really right. don't want to see people with bad stuff. It, it sucks when they end up with the bad stuff. And it's, and when you're doing all that you can to educate them, it's heartbreaking. To, yeah, it, it really is. It it's really heartbreaking is. to see someone with bad stuff. I see it all the time. You know, stuff they pay good money for. And people work hard for their money and they love collecting. We love our collecting, right? Sure. Love to collect. And when people have bad stuff, it's heartbreaking. I hate seeing it. And I don't like seeing people taking advantage of it like that. It really drives me crazy. Are there some names that are like, like what's new and fresh on the market that are, that are like, I hear Amber Heard lately from, from, oh, uh, yeah, of course. Like, but like, who are some names that, that are, that are really hitting the market now that maybe haven't been on before um i think that tell you the truth most the most of celebrity stuff seems to be a repeat really truthfully i mean yeah i mean people want new pictures of christian bale from vice or you know jason momoa from aquaman yeah. but you know that i've seen that seen those autographs for years it still seems to be very popular. Obviously, Christian Bale was Batman. He signs a lot now. He never mm-hmm. used to sign before. Um, I think the hottest name right now is is one quarterback. You know, Tom, oh really? Tom Brady. Tom know? Brady. Yeah. So when you see TriStar sign a exclusive with him, well, it's not exclusive. It's just an autograph. Uh, autograph. Yeah. yeah. So that's not, those prices seem insane to me. Is that? Reasonable? I, I'll tell you the truth. Think about this. Think about the greatest in your era, at least. Let's just say our era. Mm-hmm. Jordan, right? Right. Okay. Tom Brady, okay. Of course, yeah. Tiger Woods, yeah. Okay. What are their autographs priced? Are they cheap? No. Should they be? No. Okay. Well, there you go. I okay. mean, they're the greatest at what they do. Tom Brady is obviously, he's not one of the greatest players in NFL history. I don't know who is. Sure. Um, a lot of people hate him, but that's okay. He's just a winner. Yeah, know? he's just a winner. The guy just wins. Period. So. This I was coming say, from a Bears fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it pains me. I wish he was with the Bears, but hey, you know what? They made a bad draft pick. What are you going to do? But his autograph should be worth big money. Sure. I mean, I don't really, I wouldn't pay that, 
But I could I couldn't blame someone for wanting to get a jersey or a helmet sign. I don't I wouldn't blame them. Now they inscribe stuff too. Right. You can pay for an inscription too. So and I can't imagine what that costs. It might cost as much as the autograph, if not more. Because anytime he inscribes something, you're losing autographs in the deal. Mm-hmm. So if he's signing to Eric, best wishes or go Pats, you're losing probably four autographs just for having to do that. So it's going to be expensive. I got you. Yeah. I got you. But I, I think that's what it should be. Remember, Jordan did upper deck, right? Right. Tiger Woods, upper, upper deck. deck. Yeah. Uh, how about we'll just throw LeBron and Kobe in there too for the hell of it. Those guys, those autographs demand a premium. They're huge status, and they should. I right. mean, is Tom Brady worth 1500 on a helmet? I don't know, man. I mean, I have a tough time buying that myself, and I wouldn't. But at the same time, for a fan or someone that loves a guy, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I understand. Now, I want to ask you one more question, and we'll get you out of here. Sure. Uh, celebrity uh, who I'm happening to happen to be falling in love with because he's in everything that I love is well, Mar- thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Mahershala Ali. He is like he's it's great, isn't he? Oh my god, he's amazing. And like, are you watching True Detective? I mean, uh, I'm going to watch it. I'm okay. watch. I've watched the first season of it. He's yeah. he, well, you can skip season two, but season three, he's amazing in it. Yeah. He, he plays uh, three different time periods in this, but like his is an autograph that I know. Like he's an alias in the 4400, but is he showing up on the market now or a little bit? Yeah, yeah starting okay. to see more and more of him. You know, he was in House of Cards. He was great right, in that. Exactly. He was in this really weird TV show. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. I watched it. It was about people that get taken from different time periods, and then they're basically... Weird. So he, maybe his character got taken in, like, let's say, 1939, mm-hmm. and then another person got taken in, like, 1970, another person got taken in 1950. Okay. They all just get put right back in the current modern time. Oh, wow. It's really strange. So he's in that show, uh, which I didn't think was that good. I watched, like, three or four of it. He's a really wonderful actor. And then he's in uh, the movie with Viggo Mortensen. Uh, oh, The Green Book. Which I would suspect he's going to win for that mm-hmm. and he also won didn't he win last year uh yeah for moon midnight or moonlight yeah he's yeah. just such a wonderful actor he's i loved him in house of cards he was great i haven't seen house of cards yet but uh like he's in um free state of jones and okay he's in uh luke cage yeah he, yeah, uh, yeah. He, like he's just wonderful let me preface um, this he's in house of cards before house of cards sucked oh okay before yeah. kevin spacey got in trouble okay <laughs> if you watch house of cards up until this past season don't watch this past season. Oh, wow. It'll ruin it for you. It is literally the worst season of TV ever made by any human beings and then put on TV mm. that I think Showtime does it or Netflix. Netflix, sorry. yeah. They should be embarrassed and ashamed themselves for ever even putting a camera in front of those people and letting that. It's garbage. Pure, right. 100% unadulterated garbage. Now, the seasons before are fine, and he's fantastic in it. He plays like uh, uh I can't think of the name of it, but he he plays a big influential Washington guy. He's great in it, by the way. Okay. He's wonderful. So if you see House of Cards, you're going to be like, standout performance. Reg Cathy is also in that. He was in The Wire. He passed away about a year or so ago. Another great character actor who was kept rising in status, and he was in another TV show, and then he passed away. So, okay. Um, but anyway, if you get a chance, watch it. Just don't watch the last season. It's garbage. Okay. It, oh. it literally, if you could go turn on your TV and just put on static... That would be better than the last <laughs> season of House of Cards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You heard it from Steve Grad there first. Hey, uh, I want to say thanks for having me on. Thank I wish you. I was on more, but I know that I'm not cool enough. And <sighs> maybe someday, I think someday, here's what I think I look up in the sky and I say, I pray and I aspire to be cool enough that you would actually text me and say, hey, dude, you want to come on? But I know I'm not. Someday. Can I tell you why I don't text you? I mean, this is an honest God truth. Because you're a Mariners fan? No. This is honest God truth. Because you're a Seahawks fan? No. Okay. This is honest God truth. Because you're a Cowboys fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's because you're a Bears fan. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, it's wow. honestly it's because I don't want to bug you. I, I no, I wish you would. I'm a respecter of your time, and I I don't I know that you are a million places everywhere. They told me different here. Uh, well, they asked, lied to you. I asked someone very high up here. Who did you ask? I can't name names. Was it Murray? Because if it was Murray, I'm gonna go talk to him myself. It could be. <laughs> okay, but he didn't want to sell you out too bad. Okay. But it could be someone up high-ranking an official here at the company. Do you have Sandeep's direct number? I do. Okay. Yeah. It could be him. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, um, anytime, man, uh, I I like it. I like you guys. Mm-hmm. I just like you now. There's yeah. only one. Just, yeah. Is it called Fat Pack now? No, it's it's still packs because the guests that I get on the show, such as yourself, are big enough for we could be packs. So you're saying I'm... You're yeah. actually quite. You've lost some weight since I have. Last I've lost since the last time I saw you. I lost about thirty pounds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. yeah. I, no, it's easy. Do this. Thirty days. I want you to do this. Okay. Do it for well, real. I will. And I saw you today. What you're eating? Okay. Real quick. Uh huh. No uh-huh. gluten. Anything with gluten? Uh huh. No. That means no more bread. Yeah. No sugar. Okay. Okay. And almost everything has sugar. Right. No dairy. So what am I supposed to eat? There's a lot to eat. You'll Just figure like vegetables? it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Veggies, you could eat lean meat, organic stuff. Trust me, give it 30 days, you'll clean your life out. 100%. You'll okay. be a new man. Okay. Because gluten, it's like if you take plaster of Paris and pour it in your gas tank, same thing. You don't need it. All right. Avoid it. I will do. But once in a while, I get dessert. I still like dessert. I had a burger today. That's what you saw me eating. I did, but see, you could have got it protein style. With the with the lettuce on it instead of the bun. I could have done that. You could have, and that's what you should do. All Give right. it 30 days. That's It's 30 days out of your life. Okay. You won't. I will. You won't. I, but I will lose I will lose 30 pounds by the time I see you in that Chicago. That would be absolutely fantastic. I would love it, and I would praise God for it. Awesome. But let me ask you something. One more thing I want to ask you. Okay. I can't remember anymore. You coming to Chicago? I am, yeah. Of course. Really? Of course. Interesting. Okay. You don't. You, Wait. You're talking about the national or the Chicago show coming the up in March? Oh. I, I won't be there for March. Thirty's no. good. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. You're really coming to the national? Yeah. They're gonna take you? Yeah. Again. They told me. Diff- yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, you know, the last time <laughs> the show was there, you were a little upset because I was up on the main stage and they had you in the back. So I mean, I work out of the back. I don't work in the public, dude. Yeah. When my adoring fans want to see me, I come out. <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap this up. Thanks, brother. Right, appreciate thanks so everything. Right. You guys, you. hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brandon. Hey, this is Kurt. And we're ripping vintage packs. And you're listening to Fat Packs Podcast. All right, guys, that was Steve Grad. Uh, thanks again, Steve, for hopping on the show. I really appreciate that. Uh, love when you're in, in town and, and you're able to jump on, and that, that's great. I uh, really appreciate it. Make sure you watch for him at a show soon he's, he's all he's he's globe trotting so uh that's gonna be awesome if you can catch him out there tell him the fat packs uh said hello and i'm sure he'll love you for it but we're gonna move right on to our super collector of the month this is kevin hasey i i reached out to him because i saw his gordy howe collection and he was in north carolina and i was like this is uh this is a little weird how, how does a how does a I assumed incorrectly. I'll just I'll put that out there. I assumed incorrectly that this this uh, this guy from the country, literally the country in the South, is was collecting Gordy House cars cards. But um, it, there's there's more to the story there that as you would assume. So I brought him on. He turns out he's a Gordy Howe collector and a Sam Reinhardt collector. We'll get into both of that. This is a little bit of hockey for you. Something that we we mention often, but we don't often delve into. So uh, I'm happy to be spot speaking about hockey. What's up, Kevin? How you doing? 
I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Man, I really appreciate uh, you, you being flexible with me. Uh, we tried to set this up for actually last week, and our schedules just wouldn't coordinate. But here we are this week, and I'm happy you're here. So uh, before we get into the, your collection, let's start, about, let's start with your background. How long have you been involved in the hobby? Well, I think like a lot of people, you know, I have roots from when I was a 7, 8, 9, 10 uh, year, year, year old kid, collected baseball, football, um, basketball, didn't do anything in hockey, and uh, then got away from it, you know, maybe around 15 or so. And um, fast forward to uh, 2013, I was living in Buffalo, New York, and had access to uh, a lot of, you know, card stores in the area. I was very fortunate at the time. And I'm not really sure on a whim. Uh, maybe I had some extra money burning a hole in my pocket or what, but decided to uh, stop in to a card store, picked up a box of, uh, I think it was Upper Deck uh, 2013 Series 1, and uh, after that I was hooked. It just kind of brought me back to that time and place as a kid, and you know, I spent the next year or two just opening as much cards as I possibly could get my hands on, and it was... Uh, it was a great experience back in about 2013 or so. I got back into it. Yeah, 2013. You know, it was it was a good year for for hockey. I think because well, there was the the double rookie class, and then both Upper Deck and Panini mm-hmm. still had licenses, I, b- I believe, at the time. So there was options out there for collectors. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, I'll I'll correct myself later in the show. But I believe I'm right there. It was it was just a lot yeah, of fun. Right. Panini still had the license. Exactly, and you know, I'm thinking Yakupov is that is that I mean he's kind of a bust now, but you know he he was in there in that re- that mm-hmm. error, and then you know McKinnon obviously who's just tearing up the league right now. So it, it was fun. So you you just on a whim went and bought some hockey cards, and but you just mentioned before that that you weren't really into hockey. Why was it hockey? Was it because you were in Buffalo? Yeah, it's because I was in Buffalo, moved there in about 2010 or so, and uh, had a bunch of good friends um, bring me to the Sabres games and, you know, ended up being a season ticket holder, and it it just kind of, um, you know, really fit. I really started to, you know, watch hockey every night and get really involved and know all the players, and it just kind of seemed a natural fit to uh, when I looked to get back into collecting that hockey was going to be uh, where, I, you know, where, where I was going to, uh, you know, add Focus. my cards there. Now, so I want to talk about Buffalo just for a moment because, man, I've sure. I've, I've been there. There's not a whole lot to do there, and but the the fans there. There's a reason why it, fan is short for fanatic because the fans there are just insane with with the Sabers and the Bills. So, it did some of that some of that fandom play into buying season. Obviously, buying season tickets. But what's it like just in general? Is it is it just raucous? Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's, it's hard, and, you know, I, I didn't go move to Buffalo with intentions of being a Buffalo sports fan, but, you know, to your point, it, it, the town there, it's just, uh, they love their sports, and it's pretty infectious. So it was hard to not get, you know, swept up in it all, and, um, you know, the camaraderie amongst, uh, you know, Buffalo fans is, is pretty unique. So it's a really cool, or can be a, a really cool culture of people, uh, I'm sure you know, but has seen the the table videos at the Bills games and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we have our crazies in the fan base for sure. But uh, you know, ultimately they're a good group of people, and they like to say Buffalo is a uh, you know it's a uh, sports town with a drinking problem, and <laughs> I think it's uh, that's a pretty accurate way to describe it. Every every time I think of Buffalo, I'm 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 drawn back to Bills fan. I'm like. <sighs> Like there's a Bills Nation army on on social media and it's it's re- legitimate I think but uh, shout out to Buffalo Bill fan the Buffalo Bills fan who have uh, the foresight to 
treat Tom Brady the way that they do and the things that they uh, throw onto the field. I don't think I can mention it actually here on the show because kids listen. But, <laughs> but the things that they throw onto the field at Tom Brady are hilarious and uh, probably not the, the most appropriate things at all, but it's still funny. Bill's fan is uh, one of my favorite fans to follow because they're just a debacle every week. Every yeah, week. they're a wild group uh, to say the least. But uh, you know, I think at heart they're all a bunch of uh, good people up there. Yeah, a bunch of good people. All right, so uh, I mentioned uh, Sam Reinhart in oh off air, but here I'm going to bring him up now. Sam Reinhart is who you really focused your collection on, and um, mm-hmm. I guess my first question is why? Why Sam Reinhart? Um, you know, I just kind of stumbled on him. Uh, it's it's tough to really say, you know, in the first couple of years when I got back in the hobby, in the hobby um, like I said, I was just ripping through as much product as I could get my hands on. Sure. You know, you look back and <clears throat> you just have boxes and boxes of cards. So I was very unfocused as a collector. And, uh, you know, I ended up hitting some Sam Reinhart cards and bricks. And so I, you know, artificially was having a, a larger Sam Reinhart collection than compared to, you know, some of the other stuff. So just, 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 just here and you know i'm i'm a full-blown gordy howe guy and i didn't uh didn't you know really see myself ending up here four or five years ago but here we are and i'm very happy to be here now so so uh, it's a good thing that that's you know first of all kudos to you for wanting to educate yourself about gordy howe and like the history of hockey and everything like that that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh that's really how i got into um into being the hockey analyst here at Beckett. So I just, I wanted to educate myself and I, I just delve into it. And, uh, there's so much to learn. Um, I think every day I'm, I'm just for my own amusement. I, I go back and I check the, uh, the hockey hall of fame inductee list just to like, I pick an, I randomly pick a name and just, I'll look them up and mm-hmm. see what we have in the database for them. And it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun for me, but Gordy Howe, first of all, you touched on, like the man he was, man, he was, he was such a good guy. And I had some, I had, I was privileged enough to spend some time with his sons, uh, Mark, Mark Murray and, um, Marty. Is is that right? Mark, Mark, how? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. So Mark, Mark and, uh, Marty, they played in the NHL. They were great. And, uh, that was fun. But Murray was the one that was really, uh, interesting because he played junior hockey with Wayne Gretzky and he had a lot of great stories, about playing hockey with Wayne Gretzky and all those early nineties, uh, photos you see of, of Gordie Howe, uh, with Wayne Gretzky are actually because of the relationship that Murray had with Wayne Gretzky, uh, playing on the same junior team with him. So I found that interesting, but man, talk about diving off the deep end. You went for the biggest fish mm-hmm. there was, what, what, what drove you to that decision? I think ultimately, you know, when I started to go back and become interested in vintage cards, I, you know, I bought a couple Gordies, a couple Bobby, uh, Bobby Orr cards, uh, um, you know, so I was dabbling, you know, and, and a little bit unfocused as well. And um, like you said, when I went back to educate myself on uh, on the history of all this stuff, and I started to learn about who Gordie Howe was as a as a man and, and what he accomplished in his in his life, it, I don't know if I, I think that's what it really kind of spoke to me that this guy was uh, a pretty impressive guy. And so, um, you know, I just said to myself, why don't we just, uh, why don't we try to, to look at Gordy Howes and see how many of those we can add. And I sent some stuff into PSA and, you know, had them back and, you know, they have a great way to track their registry and, um, you know, send some stuff to Beckett and, and they, they sent some stuff back. So, you know, I started to get into creating cards mm-hmm. and, um, was having a, some success, uh, 
you know, developing an eye for cards that were um, a little bit under market value and then sending them in to get graded and, you know, I, I have some favorable results. So um, after that, I think I was just hooked. And uh, that's really where my main focus is, uh, you know, now uh, to this day. And that's probably where it'll be for the next few years because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Gordy House stuff to collect out there. And it's, um, some of it's a little more rare. So you got to keep an eye out for it every day. And once you find something, you, you, you strike and you add it to collection. And that's, uh, to add a Gordy to the collection is probably the most gratifying thing, um, as a collector. So it's, it's just, uh, it's been great. So what was your first one? What was your first Gordy? My first Gordy Howe was a 1959 Tops, uh, Gordy Howe that, my buddy had acquired and he was uh, going to sell it. And I said, whoa, 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 don't, how about I just buy that off of you? Because <laughs> um, when I held it in my hand, it just, it just felt and looked completely different from, you know, the, the modern upper day stack, uh, modern upper, uh, upper deck stuff that I was collecting. Of course. And so I, uh, I just kind of fell in love with it and the, the style of the old cards and the colors and, and all the information on the back of the cards. And so after that, um, you know, I definitely started to, to look backwards, in, you know, in the 60s and 50s for the vintage cards and, mm-hmm. you know, added, uh, added a bunch of players and then ultimately decided uh, to move forward with, uh, with Gordy Howe. So this, um, I'm, I'm very look- happy I did, and, and uh, it's worked out well. I'm looking at your, your, your Gordy Howe collection right now uh, on Twitter, and, man, you have, you have some key pieces there. And the one that I love, and it's you know, it's his last is the seventy nine eighty uh, tops or the OPG. You have the tops mm-hmm. version. That's the one I love. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I fell in love with first. So yeah. th- there's so much going on in that picture that it's not really being said. There, it, it's a game against the Edmonton Oilers, who who mm-hmm. you know, Wayne Gretzky's playing for at that time. So it, there's just a yeah. lot going on there. Um, that card is like a dime a dozen. It feels like, but it's, it's special to me for a lot of reasons. Is it, do you happen to like that one too? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's a great set. You know, you got Gretzky's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when he first year in the league there. So, um, it's a pretty iconic set. And, uh, like you said, it's, it's relatively inexpensive. You can grab a, a decent copy of one for, you know, 15, 20 bucks, something like that. Sure. And, um, it's cool just to, uh, just to have a card like that from that era. And, and, um, yeah, that was one of the earlier ones I added just because it's so, you know, economical. You, you get back in the 50s and uh, his, some of his stuff is, uh, you know, pretty expensive. But, right. um, you know, that's why now I'm, I, I try to be a little bit more calculating with my purchases and, you know, make my dollar count a little bit and, you know, bide my time. And, and I'm, I'm in no rush to complete the collection. Um, so I do it at my own pace. And I added another card over the weekend, a 1966 top uh, Gordy Howe card. Uh, Bobby Orr's rookie year, so, mm-hmm. so that's that'll be a nice one to add to the collection. But uh, you know, I don't put any pressure on myself. Uh, if I can find a good deal or a card that I'm interested in or something I can't live without, I'll, I'll pounce on it. But you know, uh, I try not to uh, you know put any pressure to complete the collection as soon as possible. So I just like to have fun with it. You mentioned a great set in hockey history that '66 uh, well tops my peachy but that television man that television gets you every time it at least gets me every time i love it you mentioned bobby war's rookie uh, a test 
a U.S. Testa, Bobby Orr, just sold at auction, and, and the price was astronomical. Uh, without without looking, it, it was just crazy off the top of my head uh, what the number was. But, man, that's one of my favorite sets all time in hockey just because of the way that the players pop out of the television. And it, I think you can't go wrong with anything from that set as well. With that being said, we were talking off air about his his mid seventies stuff when he played uh, for in the WHA for the Houston Arrows, and you, you mentioned that you mm-hmm. hadn't picked up any of that stuff yet. But that stuff's pretty readily available. So what I'm getting out here is like there is a stark difference in it. it like you can collect Gordy Howe in a and not break the bank. You can do that, but it's mm-hmm. interesting to me that you're taking your time and adding pieces that uh, maybe you value more over others. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, like everybody else, you know, we have bills to pay and, and stuff like that. So you want to make your purchases count, and, and that WHA stuff is, is pretty readily available. And, you know, you can grab it, um, you know, off eBay. Uh, there's probably, you know, 10, 15 of them uh, listed on eBay right now. Um, so eventually I'll, 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 I'll grab them, um, you know, in a, in a high grade. Um, sure. Just because it's a little, little cheaper there. Um, but I guess now I'm, I'm trying to add a 58 tops and, so that's, you know, some of the earlier parkies, uh, 51, maybe, you know, his rookie year card, it's, that's a little pricey, but you know, someday I'll add it and I'm circling one now. So if I can work out a deal, maybe a, that'll be the next one I add to the collection. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I kind of tend to want to add some of the, uh, older stuff first and maybe work my way more modern just because some of that older stuff is uh, a little more scarce. Right. Uh, so I feel like. You know, maybe I should add it sooner rather than later. So, what you got to do, man, Kevin? You got you got to meet me up in Toronto uh, for the expo, and you will see. I mean, it's scarce down here, but in Toronto, it's it's you can find it at that show. It's uh, it's a lot sure, of fun. Sure. It's a lot of fun up there. I would love to come to uh, one of those shows. That would be, that would be great. It's it's, not, it's definitely been on the radar. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, come to one of the major shows in 2019. That would be great. I'm I'm surprised that you didn't like you lived in Buffalo. It's just a couple hours up the road. I'm surprised you didn't make it up there for one of those. It's uh it's it's pretty man if, for a hockey collector. It's like the mecca, right? Because it's it's yeah. it's 90 percent hockey, five percent baseball, and then like. <laughs> it's just three percent like other stuff that you you won't find football up there or anything like that. It's just not there. Sure, uh, it's it's just the mecca for it, and it's a lot of fun. So let's talk about modern Gordy Howe cards because when Panini had a license, I thought they put out some really g- nice Gordy Howe pieces. Um, sure, did, did you have some of that like already that maybe sparked sparked your interest in the older stuff, or have you not paid much attention to it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I opened a lot of stuff, and you know, Panini Prime was was a favorite, so yeah. I had some you know patch cards uh, from Gordy, and you know, Leaf makes some decent stuff, so I'll have some you know relic stuff from Gordy and a couple upper deck autographs. Um, so that's good, and and uh, you know, I like that stuff. It's it's uh, it's nice to have in the Gordy Howe collection, but I don't know, it's just something about holding you know some of those older vintage cards that. You know, you look at it and you're like, you know, this is this is exactly where I want to be. So um, I'm always looking. I'll always add something that I that I come across that for whatever reason I think is cool or unique or different or you know whatever. I'll always add. Um, but you know, I guess uh, I guess probably looking back uh, to the vintage market is probably where I'll spend a majority of my time as a collector going forward. But. You know, you never say never because uh, three, four years ago, this wasn't on my radar, and and who knows what's going to be on on my radar in three or four years. But the, the whole 
you know, being a collector is fun for many reasons, but you, you know, you get to grow and you get kind of get interested in different things and you, you send some tentacles out in one direction and you never know what you're going to find. So sure. as, uh, you know, I do this for fun and as, as long as uh, it keeps being fun, we'll, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, keep it going. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. Now, uh, are, are you married? I gotta know. I gotta ask that question. Are you married? Yeah, we just got married, uh, in September. Okay. Uh, 2018, so newly married, and I have a little baby daughter, so that's a great time of my life now. So it's been, it's been great. Um, so uh, I guess you know, kind of alluded to earlier, making your purchases count a little bit more, and right. doing your homework before you make it your purchases. Uh, um, as you know, I have a family to take care of and of things course. now, so it kind of changes my style as a collector from when I was, you know, a single. A single young man right. <laughs> uh, when I got back into it, but um, it's just made me more diligent of a collector. So now, you know, I'll, I'll track I'll track sales off of eBay, and uh, you know, just want to make sure that when I do pick up a card, that it's you know, uh, you know, at market value or um, you know, something like that. So it uh, that all helps me do you know research and helps me learn about um all the cards as well so it's uh i think i'm in a good spot with where uh, with uh, my collecting hobby awesome that, that's good the, the reason i asked and you led you led me right there was like how does your wife react to the to to these purchases because what you're buying like are, are not exactly you know, on the on the lower end of things i mean they can be i guess right but I mean, these are this this is an expensive player and he's he's got a legacy in the hobby and he's got a, le- mm-hmm. a legacy in hockey so like is she is she open to the collection or does she kind of does she not quite understand it yet yeah she's definitely open to it i mean when we met i was collecting and you know she might have always thought it was a little silly but you know, now we kind of do it. I don't want to say together, but I involve her in that process and I, and I'll show her different things that I'm interested in. And, and she over the years has become more interested in it herself. And, you know, the one good thing about collecting vintage and specifically a popular player like Gordy is, you know, the resale value is still there. So let's say I decide to drop $500 on a card, you know, and maybe something happens in our personal life. And, you know, I, there's a good chance I could probably resell it and get my original money back. And, um, you know, with modern day cards, that's a lot more of a hit or miss. You're taking a lot more of a gamble, mm-hmm. um, depending on a lot of things. You know, if the player gets traded or how, how well they do. You know, you see the modern day cards, all the big money is in prospects. So, you know, right. if you PC a pros, uh, you know, up and coming prospect and they don't really pan out, then you know you you might have lost some money uh, collecting that player. But Gordy Howe, his his uh, stuff stays pretty valuable, and it's actually risen in the couple of years that I've been doing it. So, sure. um, not that I want to say I'm buying his stuff as an investment, but that's kind of the pitch I could make to, uh, to her and say, Hey, you know, if times ever got tough and, you know, we needed to move on there's, you know, I could probably get a good, uh, good majority of the, of the money back that we spent. So yeah, she's on board as long as I take, uh, take my time and don't get carried away and, um, you know, do my homework. Uh, she encourages me to, to have fun and, uh, and to do, do my thing. So I, I got to ask this. You, you, Gordy played for Hartford, and I believe mm-hmm. the Whalers became the Hurricanes. Is that correct? Am I, am I, I'm right there, right? So Yeah, the, the Hurricanes are uh, the old Whalers. Yeah, 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 so, right. so is there is there any kind of legacy that you've noticed living in, in Carolina between the Whalers and the Hurricanes? Like, do they, do they try to have, like, any kind of just, like, 
remembrance of Gordy Howard because obviously he's hot. He's NHL. He's an he's a legend. They're gonna they're, there's that reason, but because of his tie to the team loosely, has there been any kind of connection mm-hmm. there? Uh, there has been for the team. I, I think recently, maybe even a month ago, they wore the old Hartford Whalers jerseys um, uh, in, to replace their current jerseys in Carolina. So they, they did a throwback to the old Hartford team there. But I haven't really seen anything where they'll pay homage to Gordy um, up in, uh, over in Raleigh in Carolina. We just, we just attended our, our first game uh, not too long ago over in, in, in Raleigh. So that was, that was fun. Um, but I haven't seen much of a connection between Gordie Howe, uh, Hartford, and now Carolina, uh, unfortunately. But you, you never know. Do they happen, We haven't been here that, that long. By chance, do they happen to have Gordie's number retired hanging in the rafters? Just, I, I don't know. I'm asking out of curiosity. So did you happen you to know You know, that's that? a great question. I never thought to even look. Um, I took my wife to the game a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think we're going to go back here in a couple couple more weekends here, so, but I'll definitely have to look and get back to you. I, I would like to say they do, but okay. oh, at least they should. But Donnie, sure about that. Donnie, if you're listening, can you please uh, send me a message, or if uh, Kevin doesn't get back to me soon about it? I, I was just for my own curiosity, Donnie. I know that you're a Hurricanes fan. Uh, if you're if you hear this, do they have Gordy Howe's number retired there? Just out of just out of sheer curiosity, just wondering. All right, Kevin, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a respecter of time and uh, get you back to uh, your, your daily duties as I got to get back to my work duties as well. But I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, before you go though, can you please give my listeners uh, your your social media information so they can follow the collection? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at collect Gordy. And uh, that's pretty much my main social media uh, there. I really don't do too much on Facebook. So follow me at Collect Gordy, and uh, I'll follow you right back. And love uh, love to make uh, new collector friends. It's uh, it's a great group of people, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the uh, Collect family there. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us through this interview. We'll be re- right back on the other side of this with a little Beckett whatevs. Thank you again, Kevin. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brian from Stock Signatures, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, guys, Steve Grad and Kevin Hayshee, back-to-back. Thanks, guys, for joining us, uh, both of you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And uh, I got his I got his Twitter handle wrong. I got Kevin's Twitter, Twitter handle wrong uh, earlier in the, in the opening segment. It's actually Collect Gordy. At Collect Gordy is his uh, proper Twitter handle, as he just said. So I apologize for that, but got it right on the other end. Again, Donnie, if you're listening, uh, just – or any Hurricanes fan, I was just wondering, do they actually have Gordy Howe's number hung up in the rafters at uh, in, in Carolina? I don't even know where they play at. Not a huge Carolina Hurricanes fan, even though uh, my, my guy Donnie tells me that they actually won a, a Stanley Cup championship. So that was interesting. With the fan pool of Cuba Gooden Jr., that's weird too. I don't know about that. That's I don't, it's, I'm not even going to comment. <laughs> it's just weird. Okay, so, um, yeah, man, let's move on to this Michael Jordan card that everyone is uh, talking about. Uh, again, Ryan Cracknell has a, a post up on uh, on Beckett.com. It's a copy of the 1997 Metal Universe Precious Metal Gems Green Michael Jordan has made its way to eBay and didn't take long for the card to surpass a $100,000 threshold. So again, this card was up last week and got immediately taken down almost because of it it just shot up to over $500,000 and a lot of those people that were bidding on it were 
were not vetted. <laughs> so um, it's it was ridiculous, and it was a lot of shill building, shill bidding going on. So the card has just ten total copies, and is considered to be one of the most desirable Michael Jordan cards of all time. The partic- this particular copy has been inspected by PSA, but it doesn't have a grade. Rather, it is encased as being altered. To some, that might make the make the early price even more surprising, but it's a testament to the card's popularity as well as the set as it comes from. The set is historic. The 97-98 Metal Universe Basketball has the sport's first precious metal gems cards. They are a parallel of the base card except for the for a pair of checklist, 123 total. Back, the backs have a serial number out of 10. Oh, I'm sorry, out of 100, but that covers two versions of the card. The PMG green cards are the first 10 copies. The remaining 90, 90 copies have red foil backdrops. This Jordan is card number 6 of 100. All right, so the, what are you saying there? Obviously, if you didn't understand, is uh, the first 10 copies are, are of the green version, and that's why this one is so desirable. It's actually numbered out of – well, it should be numbered out of 10. Um as the remaining 90 are uh, red. This one's uh, number six of 100, as you mentioned. You can see the, a back shot of it on the uh, on the website there. PMGs have taken on a few forms over the years, branching out into other sports and even non-sport, but this is the version that has been the most influential. The bright colors are unmistakable. The foil finish also makes the, them prone to damage. No matter the condition, these PMGs are a benchmark for tough parallels for a time when rainbows consisted of just two copies. Imagine that, all you rainbow collectors out there. I've tried my hand at it, too. It's not fun. The particular copy of the 9798 Metal Universe Precious Metal Gems Green Michael Jordan was originally listed on eBay a couple of days earlier, and within a few hours, bidding topped $500,000. But concerns over the legitimacy of of some of those bids led PWCC, the consignment seller offering the card, to pull the listing and reschedule it. Now, all prospective bidders of the card must be pre-approved. The last sale of the 97-98 Metal Universe PMG Green Michael Jordan was in 2015. Baseball Card Exchange originally listed card number 1 of 100 on eBay, where bidding closed at $91,000. However, that, that sale was not completed. The company ended selling ended up selling it privately for, for, according to a press release, a small six-figure sum. That copy did not receive a grade from PSA and was labeled authentic. More 9798 Precious Metal Gems green cards. I'm sorry. More 1997-98 Metal Metal Universe Precious Metal Gem green cards. That's a tough little sentence. Uh, This isn't the only 9798 Metal Universe green card listed through PWCC right now. Besides the Jordan, there are five others four of which currently have bids of over $5,000. This is also despite the fact that none of them are graded higher than a PSA 6. Leading the way is a PSA 6 Tim Duncan uh, rookie at $17,000 and a 6 Scotty Pippen at $6,800. That is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> the 97-98 Metal, Precious, Metal Universe Precious Metal Gym Green Jordan, along with five others, all close on Wednesday, February 20th. That is, uh, I say that's ridiculous. That, that's just a lot of money, but it's for for that era. You know, that's that's what they were. These 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 metal cards chipped pretty easily, and um, it, they were hard to keep um, keep from doing that. But these are great examples. Um, PSA did a great job uh, getting them uh, getting them graded, and then of course someone consigned them to PWCC. Uh, shout out to all you guys out there who are keen to um, 
shield bidding. I hope that you are happy with yourselves. All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get to our uh, 30 teams in 30 weeks, we do have a uh, giveaway that we need to announce the winner for. It's um, the winner of our Fat Packs 2 Stacks hashtag. Uh, that's a Sony Michelle rookie autograph from Sage, number 250. Um, the winner is Terry Deck at Squiggle underscore D. Terry, you have one week to claim your prize. Uh, you can uh, email me at ericn at becca.com or you can send me a direct message on Twitter uh, at Fat Packs Podcast. And uh, with your, your shipping information, Terry, you have one week from today to claim your prize. Speaking of which, that Edgar Martinez did not get claimed, so I'm going to put that back in the rotation, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll send that out to somebody just for being part of the show. All right, let's get on to our uh, 30 teams, 30 weeks. Uh, number Team number 18 is actually the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I don't really want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll run the list down for you. It's uh, Mark Price, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Austin Carr, which is... Eh, I guess. Larry Nance, Zadonis Ogalskis, and Brad Darty. Excuse me, I don't have a cough button. Austin Carr does belong there. It's just, I'm, I'm like that's just a name. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of maybe you could have picked a more modern guy, but I didn't choose this. It's not me. So that's the Cavs. I don't want to talk about the Cavs mostly because I don't want to talk LeBron. I do want to talk about the bonus uh, lineup that we gave here. Uh, Panini um, and some the basketball guys here at Beckett came up with. This is the just in honor of the All Star break, which is this weekend. The international stars, so all time international star lineup. I, this is a lot of centers. It's a lot of big guys, and I don't know how you're going to fill a team like this. You're going to need. I mean, you got five starters and two guys coming off your bench. This is not going to work. Uh, you're, you're going to need somebody who can handle the ball a little a little more. So Dirt Nowitzki, obviously, uh, hash, hashtag uh, Dirt Nowitzki with his his brand new Swish Forty One uh, fadeaway jumper. Hashtag that premiered a couple of days ago on Twitter. Uh, shout out to the the big baller, the tall baller from the G, Dirk Diggler. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, I get it, he's awesome. Dominique Wilkins, all right, I got you. Pat Ewing, all right. Steve Nash, definitely. And then these are the two that like, you're going to have trouble with is Dikembe Mutombo and Yao Ming. I just think there's not enough ball handling on the on the court there. Uh, now, Dirk, Dominique, Akeem, and Steve, they can all handle the ball. And uh, I get those. Even even Akeem with his he, – I mean, he was a soccer player first. So he he understands how to handle handle the ball and and distribute it, and he was a great passer. He was he was one of the best passers ever. So I get that. I don't I don't think you're you're running running him at a two guard or anything or a three. He's obviously a center, but you know he he was uh, he had he had some handles for a big guy. Steve Nash uh, and Dominique, respectfully, they well Steve Nash might be one of the best ball handlers ever, and then uh, Dominique he can at least swing it. He was a three guard. He was a three. Um, Dirk, if he had to, I get it, but he's, he's more of a pick and roll guy. And then Pat Ewing, you're not worried about that because he's, he's holding down the, he's holding down the five spot. Now, with that being said, what are you, what are you doing with Dikembe and Yao Ming? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, one of them is fine. 
I, but what about another one? I, I think that you could have came up with somebody else as a ball handler to come off the bench for you. Uh, Josh, anybody. Ricky Rubio. I'm not saying that he's an all-time uh, great. I guess he would have to be, to be on this list. But I just think that they got it wrong with two centers on, on coming off the bench, especially Yao Ming and Dikembe Mutombo because they're they're both shot blockers. They're not, they're not huge – Huge scoring guys, but it is what it is. So uh, go check out the the whole the whole thirty teams thirty weeks uh, NBA dot com to check out the Cavaliers and the international uh, squad as well. And uh, let let me know what you think in the uh, in the comments when I post this. As uh, I'm just interested, to see what you think. I love I love basketball, so this is uh, I just I take I don't know I, I just. There's just not much about this list, or those, at least those two backup guys that I, I, w- I would even switch out Pat Ewing for D- Dikembe Mutombo, and and put M- Mutombo in the starting five. That's just me. Uh, M- Pat Ewing makes a list because he's from Jamaica. And there you go. That's all you need to know. All right. Um, again, want to shout out to our uh, wonderful sponsors, Mr. Ken Carl, Ken Carl Sports Art. Check them out for your art commissions. And of course, uh, Kyle over at Badger Breaks, uh, badgerbreaks.com, or you can follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Badger, Badger Breaks and you will find them. They are heavy on uh, plates and patches this week. Definitely worth checking out there. Um, now, I said I had this tiger story for you. This is uh, kind of crazy. Don't know what to think about it. So there, I was in Houston last week for the Houston TriStar show, and it was it was an experience. I, I enjoyed it. But going on in the city around me was something that I'm not sure I've ever heard of, but here we go. So there was uh, this lady or this person. I've, I've read a lady and I've read a man, so that we'll call him this person. There was this person uh, in, a, in a Houston suburb looking to uh, – looking to enjoy a little recreational smoking if you will and uh, they were headed to this abandoned house that they thought that they could sneak in there and and enjoy themselves and then go ahead and get out without any issue well this person does this does just this uh gets in and, and lights up and hears some some strange noise and immediately realizes that there is a tiger in this house like a full-blown two-year-old tiger. That's still a, I, I guess that's still a cub. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's a, t- it's a two-year-old male tiger in the house with said person uh, trying to uh, smoke a little uh, recreational, uh, have a little recreational fun smoking. So he, said person immediately gets out of the house, calls three one one or whatever it is to to have animal control come out and then you'll please come. And so they come, they come to come, uh, check things out. They, they hear the tiger, they smell the tiger. They can see the tiger, but they cannot go into the house cause they don't have a warrant to do so. So they go get a warrant and they go in and sure enough, there's uh there's said tiger in the house with, uh, just, he's in a cage when they finally find him. But, uh, who, who does that? Who, who puts, who in Houston puts a freaking tiger in an abandoned house in a cage, and uh, then who who goes and to smoke to smoke some weed in said house and finds tiger and runs out and then not only do they tell the police and the animal control about said tiger, they just openly admit that they're gonna 
they want to be smoking weed in, in said house. So that's the real problem. <laughs> there are big issues here, but that one's kind of dumb to me. Why are you telling on yourself? You don't have. You can leave that part out. You don't need to. Like weed is not is not legal here in te- in Texas. It's in, like anywhere. So um, I know that there are other states that allow it. That's great. But here in Texas, they don't do it. So why are you telling on yourself? You, you're dumb for that. I hope that you got a ticket for that because that's that's at least cited just because you were stupid in that part. But the tiger, that's like the real big issue. That's whoever did this to this animal is was really messed up and we don't that's that might as well be animal cruelty here so they had to tranquilize this thing and they took it up to uh, a refuge that's about 80 miles south of where i'm at and this tiger is going to be okay it's it's gonna it's gonna live and they've got it isolated for or quarantined for like a week or so maybe two to get it acclimated to its new settings and he, he should be okay but who does that why are you doing that that's so stupid don't buy an exotic animal and then figure out that you can't take care of it so you leave it in an abandoned house. That's dumb. I hope that whoever this is, whoever this is gets caught, they find out whoever it was and they they catch him and 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 he gets um some kind of some kind of you know trouble for it. That's just that's dumb on the tiger. Well, it's dumb on you. It's 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 hurtful to the harmful to the tiger and you know it could have been harmful to the whole community if that tiger would have got out and that would have been not great to see a tiger just roaming around the streets of Houston. Uh, it's it's not good. That's a very populated city, and I'm sure that they would have handled the situation quickly. But still, it's not cool. Anyways, that's my uh, foray into the animal kingdom. A uh, little little lesson there: don't keep exotic animals uh, in abandoned homes, and don't go smoke weed and then rat yourself out. That's pretty stupid on both of your parts. All right, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, I want to tell you. A little bit about this giveaway that we got going on right now on Twitter. It's a it's a box of Donra 2018-19 Donruss Optic Premium Factory Set. Only 249 copies of this were made, and you could not buy them anywhere but on the Panini Direct website. They came they came out of an SRP of $400. So this is a nice box of cards. Uh, it's got the complete optic base set, number to 249. Not all of them are are the same number, but they're all number to 249. And then at the end, you have a rookie autograph, number to 25 or less. Um, potential there with Luca is huge, or you know DeAndre or or Kevin Knox, any any of those guys would be great. But this is a f- nice looking set. So we have a giveaway right now running on Twitter for it. Uh, the giveaway ends on Sunday evening after the All Star game. So if you have not entered it, go do so. And then we will we will announce a winner uh, on Monday morning uh, when I when we get into the office. So we want to make sure you do that. Again, uh, shout out to our sponsors. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Kyle, uh, for being a part of the show. And um, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the trade. Thank you.